Hello and welcome to Fantasy Reboot Podcast, where me and my friends attempt to recast some of the world's favourite films. Here's how it works. We'll choose various characters and we'll all suggest actors to play those parts. We'll then discuss, argue and possibly murder each other until a decision is made. We'll also be asking the question every Hollywood director must currently entertain. Could Dwayne The Rock Johnson be leading man? At the end of each recording, we'll open it up to you via our Twitter account at Fantasy Reboot. We'd appreciate a follow, subsequent votes as and when, and as many messages as you can be bothered to send. You can also email us at fantasyreboot at gmail.com. And did I mention, please like and subscribe to our little podcast, otherwise we'd only be talking to each other. And that's pathetic. Over to our voiceover girl now, this is Betsy Pearl for this week's film... Back to the Future hit the big screen in 1985 and was a mega smash, telling the story of an everyday teen who accidentally shoots himself back in time to 1955, where he must make his mum and dad hook up, or else his family would have never existed. An amazing film that is still as brilliant today as it was back then. But who would be in a fantasy reboot? That's the question we are answering on the Fantasy Reboot podcast with me, Simon, with Laura. Hello. Leo. Hello. And Roger. Hello. Okay, and uh, it sounds like we're doing this for the first time, but it's about the eighth time we've had a go at it because <laughs> mic stands have been falling over. I've been hitting the wrong buttons. <laughs> so we're, we're kicking off with probably one of the biggest films going. Back to the Future. And one of the best. Yeah, Biggest and best. I think I've watched this film more than any other film in my life because mm-hmm. it was released just after I was born. I remember watching it on VHS. I think one of my earliest cinema memories is going to see part two and part three obviously was in uh, 1990. Yeah. So me and my brother absolutely love this. It was one of those that we could quote every line. Mm-hmm. Probably not anymore because the memory's gone a little bit. So we're going to get on to going through. We've picked five characters to do today. We are going to do, in this order, we're going to do George McFly, Lorraine McFly, the parents, then Biff Tannen, the bully, then Doc Brown, Emmett Brown, and uh, Marty McFly to finish. So yeah. we're building up to the big finish there. Yeah. And uh, are you confident in your choices today, guys? I've really enjoyed putting this one together. I love my cast. Yeah, I'm ready. I actually struggled with this one, but I think, uh, and I think we might have some doubles. We're going to have a minute of facts now while the facts music plays. What you got? Anybody? Laura? Einstein the dog was originally a chimp. That's true, yeah. Uh, I've got that Robert Sudeikis is famous for pioneering, you know, the latest technology in films. But in this film, he only used 32 special effects. Michael J. Fox's kids, who are all in the teens and the 20s, have never seen Back Shut to the Future. Up. No. He said that in an interview in 2016. My choice for Doc was going to be Jeff Goldblum. And I know he's way out of the age bracket. And then I found out that he was the only other guy that was auditioned for the role. John Lithgow and Dudley Moore were also, I think you're right, considered, but I think the, the, uh, yeah. Goldblum had auditioned for it. I always thought Crispin Glover was in the second film, but he's not. It's someone else. Oh, yeah, there was a big controversy right. about that, weren't yes. they? Didn't play the dad in the second one. Yeah, there was uh, trouble, wasn't there? Because didn't they use his face or something and, and he hadn't given permission? They could have used his face today because he looks exactly the same as he used to. Same hairdo. <laughs> Music's nearly done, but I want to fit this in. In the French translation of the movie, you know when he calls himself Calvin Klein or she calls him Calvin Klein, in France it was Pierre Cardin. <laughs> True story. And in uh, Spain he was Levi Strauss. 
Great. So they went for different Great clauses. Wow. So we're going to get straight in with our characters. So who are we starting with first? I forgot what we said. First one is gorgeous George McFly. Originally Crispin Glover. George McFly is Marty's dad. As with Marty's mum, George has to be both middle-aged and a teenager. George is an absolute nerd and loner. There you go, that's our first character in a nutshell from Betsy Pearl, our voiceover girl. Um, Leo, who are you going to go for? We're just going to say the names uh, before we get into the rows. Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort. Roger. Christopher Mintz Plus. Me next, I am going to go for Nicholas Holt. And I'm going for Taron Egerton. Is that how you say the surname? Egerton. 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 Yeah. I don't yeah. know what it is. What is it? I think it's Edgerton. Yeah. All right, okay. Taron Egerton. But I've heard both, okay. so who knows? All right, Leo, first up, you said Ansel Elgort. He's from Baby, Baby Driver, Driver, of course, probably best known. Why him? See, Crispin Glover is still good-looking, so you don't want to go complete like nerd. He is good-looking, but I've seen him play nerd characters, and he pulls it off. He's like the shy, timid guy. Baby Driver, he plays that. He doesn't talk, and he does. He's charming enough. So, Roger, you don't want him to do too much of a nerd. You've gone for uh, Christopher Mintz Platz, which is... Uh, the, ner- the nerd to end all nerds. McLovin. He's McLovin. He's the nerd we all root for. Hard to imagine him being, what, 15, 20 years older than that now, but he probably I is. I just think he has got that nerd, but he's also... I, when I've seen him in interviews, he's got a cool streak in him, which when Marty comes back to the present day... There's a totally different George McFly, yes. and that's that's where I think Mince Plaz would mm. show that streak. I really, I really think he could do it. Well, I chose Nicholas Holt because he's 31 years old, but he actually looks a lot younger. And I think we all associate him with younger roles, like from being in About a Boy when yeah. he was a tiny kid with the eyebrows. But he's got comedy chops, which I think you need in this role because he was in Warm Bodies, where he played a zombie. I think he was fantastic in that. He can play the nerd as well. I think. Laura, Taron Egerton. Well, I actually went for my Marty first, who I'm not saying, but I think Taron looks a bit like him. So I've actually tried to do the family thing where the dad and the son look like each other. Mm. Taron, he's he's shown himself as an actor. I think he can do quirky. I think he can do comedy. I think he can do serious. So I think he's a good up-and-coming actor. What's he best known for? Rocket Man. He's Elton John. Elton John. And Kingsman. Or Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Yes, I've got him now. He's been so it's because I get him and Ansel Elgo. I, there's a lot of these I yeah. get mixed up. All right, is there anybody looking at the list? Does anybody want to put the hand up and dismiss anybody straight off the bat? Uh, Rogers. Yeah, for me it was Rogers because I, I was going to go for Michael Sarah or him. I thought they would have both been all right, but then I thought Lorraine wouldn't go out with them. Not with Christopher Mintz, please. That, that's L- why. Lorraine's not won over by the looks, though. Lorraine's won over by a man that steps up, and I think... I mean, we've seen him in when he's in the liquor shop. With the he did step up he in Superbad. He can step up. <laughs> no, yeah, but the thing is, I don't think he's got nerdy look. Like, oh, he, he no, looks no, no, like no, no, no. Yeah, but a different kind of nerd. I don't think he's got that, like... It's not cute, shy boy. Cute, yeah. yeah, cute nerd. And we are talking Hollywood nerdier. And remember, Hollywood nerds are actually all look like Superman, but with glasses on like I've got on right now. They've got they wear they put a pair of glasses on a on a chiseled. Well, well, well that's what. And um, I'd be interested to see if your Marty Christine looks Glover like was. him. Well, yeah, interesting when you said that. That was the consideration I've put into this. Ah, so I okay. think he, mine. I think there's a there's a gene line, <laughs> potential gene line. I probably agree out of that list that he's. The biggest outsider for me. I can't believe that. I look at Taron Egerton and Ansel Elgort and think they're way too 
To me, they're two leading man. Yeah, and golden age of Hollywood, chiselled jaw. Yeah. They're two leading man, like you said. I couldn't put a finger on it, but that's it. I mean, now, Crispin Glover, he is so distinguished to look at. Yeah. But yeah. a total weirdo. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in he's real good. life, pretty yeah, much yeah, as yeah. well. I think in that photo, he's quite good looking. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. He's got he's got good looks, but... Oh, no, he's a good looking think, guy, I definitely, yeah. Ansel Elgort and Taron Egerton are heartthrobs, whereas I don't see Chris uh, It's funny, because I don't think Ansel Elgort is particularly. Oh, right, okay. But then I don't think this role requires somebody, like, really good looking. Exactly, no, that's my point. So I oh, feel... That's, yeah, you've asked yeah. what you mean. This is why I think mine's in front. front right. No, <laughs> listen. Nicholas, Shy Bairns get note. Nicholas Holt's my, my favourite so far. Yeah. Because he is not old Hollywood and he's not super nerd I watched the uh, zombie one this morning Warm Bodies and he's rolling that obviously he's playing a zombie but he nerds it up there's a lot of voiceover on it as well but he actually is acting daft he acts daft in that film and I think to play George in the X-Men films he's playing a scientist he's like the nerdy scientist character Nicholas Holt so uh, which is I think George McFly's like a science kind of nerd. This is exactly why we've got Leo in here, because none of us would have known that. <laughs> so we need to make a decision. If you had to say one that's not yours, Leo, who are you saying? Nicholas Holt. Rog. Holt. I would have gone Christoph Mintplatt. I would have gone Ansel Elgo. So Nicholas Holt's got it on the Two vote votes. Yeah. I'm pretty chuffed with that. Fantasy Reboot Podcast. So that's George decided we chose Nicholas Holt. Let's get on to character number two. Lorraine is Marty's mum. She's middle-aged in modern times, but a teenager when Marty goes back in time. Lorraine is very flirty when she's a teenager. Very flirty when she's a teenager. But who wasn't? Our second character is uh, Lorraine McFly, played by Leah Thompson. She was only 20. I would have thought she was like 34 when she played this part, but she was only 20 when she played this part. So we're going to do a round the room again on characters. We'll start with you this time, Rog. Who do you want to be Lorraine McFly, Marty's mum? Elle Fanning. Mm. Is she older or younger than Dakota? She's the younger one. All right. My choice for Lorraine McFly would be Lily James. Mm. I nearly picked her as well. Did you nearly pick Lily James? Laura. I have picked... Emma Watson. Half of the Harry Potters? Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, Leo. Florence Puch. Pew. 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 Florence Puch. Yeah. How she uh, will now be known. Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh. Midsummer and Little Women. Yeah, very good. I have to tell you, off the bat, I was struggling with the age thing here because Leah Thompson was 20, but we can't put too much weight on that. It's a fantasy reboot. Yeah. Straight off the bat, looking at the board, is there anybody, front runners, anybody you don't think could do it? Lily James, I can't. She doesn't fit at all for me. She, I think she's too pretty. She's Leah Thompson was pretty. No, no, yeah, no, no. no. I, she was I, I, classical. She was classical. She looked good she's as got a, classic, good looking. Uh, but she looked good as a nineteen fifties. But remember, what we're doing is rebooting Back to the Future to be made in twenty twenty. But then, but then in the eighties, um, Leah Thompson was, was was a lot of prosthetics. Mm. She was mm. playing like. Originally was like a bitter old lady. Yeah, but that's yeah, prosthetics, yeah. isn't it? I think that's doable with anybody. French and Saunders did it plenty when they were younger. <laughs> well, I picked Lily James because she's done a bit of everything. She's done Cinderella. She's done Mamma Mia. She's fantastic in Mamma Mia. Uh, but it was watching her in Baby Driver that made me think that she would be great for this part. I went back and looked at that this morning. She does an American accent in it because she's not American. And she's playing a waitress in a diner. 
I can't see Emma Watson doing this. If you Google a picture of Emma Watson now and then look at the original, they are so similar looking. Mm -hmm. They've both got that classic look. And I think Emma Watson, she can look 17 and and then I think they could definitely do her up to be the older mum. And I think the mum is quite straight, which I think Emma can do. I can totally see Emma Watson over Lily James. I don't know if Emma Watson's like a big enough heartthrob. Like... Well, I don't rate her. Oh, I, I think, this, I think this is the hardest part in the cast. But I don't think it's all. a hard part to play. I don't the, think. I think it's, no, it's not Lorraine a hard is, part I to play. But is. I think because she's got the most levels. I think because she's so bitter and like mean spirited when you first yes. see her around yeah. the, around the kitchen table when she's throwing the cake down for her uncle who's just gotten out of prison, and then when you go back, it's a completely different character. Whereas George. No, same. Marty stays the same throughout. Doc, lunatic all the way through. As Elle her, Fanning can play this. Elle Fanning can do this. I'm uh, telling you. I think Florence Pugh, but, in Midsummer, she's like this, this sweet, innocent girl and in a little woman. She starts off as that and then she becomes like the cruel, bitter one by the end in both them films. So she could probably play both. She, and she, she looks normal enough and she's... Yeah, she could be the girl next door. I'm there with you on that, actually. But I also, because I had to look up Elle Fanning to figure out which one she was. Yeah. And I've got a picture on my phone here. And looking at that, I can totally see how they do her up to be the older sort of mum. And that's that's the red carpet look when she's going to an awards ceremony, I think. And that, Mm. I can see her playing 1990 teenage. She could still pull off the teenage girl. But then you've got, sorry, when she's in Super 8 and when Maleficent... She's playing totally innocent, so and she can turn it on and off. Yeah, like yeah. she's brilliant. You've convinced me. It's Elle Fanning. Well, it's funny because I would say Florence Pugh and Lily James. That for me, for the similar reasons, that neither of them should be it. And I think Elle Fanning and Emma Watson are very similar looking in that they're both quite classical, not overly pretty, not not super sexy girls, but they both could play that classical. But that, that that's why I've been Elle Fanning and Emma Watson are the weakest. Interesting. Really? All right. One name round the room, starting with you, Roger. Give somebody else's name. <sighs> Lily James. L <gasps> Fanning. L Fanning. Lily James. <laughs> what do we do? Wow. So we've <laughs> discounted Florence Pugh and Emma Watson. So L Fanning, Lily James. So that is, well, it's me and you, Rog. Yeah. Um, Celebrity death match. Let's go at it. Look, I... W- um, Looking at the picture of Elle Fanning, like I, I, I had to look her up, but looking at that picture, I would pick her over Lily James. So, it's, so, so that's funny. I had I had Lily James and Elle Fanning. I was looking at them both, and then I scrolled down the Google images and saw similar pictures to the one you held up, where she'd been done up for the red carpet. And I just saw that glint in her eye that I'm talking about when you go back to the fifties for Lorraine. In this movie, it would be the nineties. And I was like, yeah, it's Elle Fanning. So you guys, I, I, I mean, I'm saying Elle Fanning and now Lily James is my right. choice. What about you guys? Elle Fanning. Out of them too. Still Lily James, but Elle Fanning wins. All right, Elle Fanning gets it. Congrats, Rog. Got one on the book. This was the hardest one for me. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't get this. It's not enough big guys. Yeah. Other ones that I had were too old, way too old. Yeah, agreed. Big, stupid looking guys. Yeah. So as you can hear there, big discussions on choosing our next character. Over to Betsy Pearl. Tanning is the quintessential bully, a meathead, a flat-topped psycho, a real nasty piece of work. Horrible. She's not wrong. Biff Flat- Tannen. <laughs> He's got a flat-top hairdo. <laughs> flat-top psycho. 
Look at that. He is so good. Yeah, man. And it's the one of them things again, we've talked about this before, where Thomas F. Wilson is apparently a great guy in real life. Mm, yeah. You know, apparently he's a really solid guy. Yeah. I would not be able to not see Biff. You just He's tarred with that character forever. So good. Forever. But I think you grow to love Biff by no. the end. Oh, I think he's lovable. Yeah. Yeah, and you can love he, to hate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's a bit bumbling. Yeah. And yeah. that's what that, I think... He's great at the Trump, like when he becomes yeah. in the future. Yeah. Yes. He, even yeah. in Back to the Future 3, as silly a film as it was, he's brilliant. Like, he steals the, the scene when he's in it. When yeah. he's on camera, man, he's so good. As you heard, there's been a bit of struggling, I think, picking this one. I think Lorraine and Biff, difficult characters to pick mm-hmm. uh, on this week's. So it's me first on this one. Uh, for Biff Tannen, I have picked Will Poulter. He was my second choice. I, 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 I thought about him as well. I've got him on my notes. It's literally flipping between. I agree. Well, I mean, that is a strong thing if you guys almost picked him. Do we need to carry on? He's a bit weedy. No, I, That's I've why I discounted him. Is he, though? <gasps> Mine's a better. A great bullying face. Yeah. No, he, he okay. looks evil. Laura, you say yours is better. Yeah. Who have you gone for? Justin Prentice. Now, 13 Reasons Why. He was the bully. Yes. Um, And when you see him, oh, that's you're going to say yes. Oh, he's good. Yeah. He's yeah, good. He, he, yeah. Lo- he looks and the And he part. played that's the bully in 13 Reasons Why and he was nasty. That's a good call. So he's got previous. So when people watch it, it's not too big a jump. Yeah. Hmm. Leo, uh, who are you going for for Biff? John Boyega. Oh, I think he's a nice guy. Too nice. Let, let me show you a picture nice. of him. He's huge now. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's hard he's to hench. imagine. Yeah, yeah, man, chest for days. Yeah, but you know who else did that? Craig David, and I couldn't see him as Biff either. <laughs> <laughs> he's scary. I don't think Biff is toned. He's not. No, but he's a big guy. And I, I, this, I'll say this for Will Poulter as well, because he, I wasn't looking for somebody who was massive. I was looking for somebody who looked like a bully, you know, in the face. Yeah. Uh, let's get yours first, it's, it's Rog. Right. You, you don't need to worry anymore, guys. I found, I found our man. How oh, Biff? Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Kick-ass. Kick-ass. Exactly because of Kick-Ass. Because the reason we don't fully hate Biff is because he's a bit inept. He's a bit dumb. He's not as good as he hopes he is or thinks he is. He's not as much of a bully. And in Kick-Ass, Aaron Taylor-Johnson is playing somebody who's a bit useless. Maybe, is he a a bit good looking? I I don't, I mean, I wouldn't kick Biff out of bed. How old is this guy? Really? <laughs> he, he was in Tenet. He was at the army well, general in Tenet. Funny enough, he's right. He's born in 1990, yes. which would make him uh, 30 now. The he would make him the same age as my Christopher Mintz plus uh, George McFly. That's why I kind of mm. thought okay, and a similar age to my Marty. Hey, what a great category! These That's, are so good, considering we've said that such we a struggled good, straight off the bat. I'm going to be honest. I can't see John Boyega doing it. It's not the muscles. I don't see him as a bully. He's such an empathetic character. Yeah. In, in Attack the Block, the, the film where they're in London, yeah. he's, he's playing like mm. just this nasty gang leader. Hoodie. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's playing a hoodie, isn't he? Yeah. And is he sort of bully material in that? He yeah. is. I'd forgotten about that, yeah. But now, I think now, since then, he's played too many roles where he's empathetic. I've only seen him in Star Wars in that film. Yeah. I, can't, I can't think of anything else. They kind of made him into the bumbling idiot. By the end, but and then Biff is a bumbling idiot at times through the film. He is. I think that's the important thing you have to bear in mind. I don't know 
John Baeg or Aaron Taylor Johnson. But after looking at their pictures, to me, they don't look the part. They both look too toned. They both probably are too good looking. What? Right. Well, John Boyega can be skinny. No, 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 not skinny. I just <laughs> you sold it on him being biff. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Buff, buff not biff. I just think <laughs> I think both of them maybe because Biff can't steal the show, can he? So. Oh, but he, he does. I think he does. When he's on screen, yeah. he's got to own the screen. Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson, to me, looks a bit too manly to play the teenage Biff. Okay. I but he's got a bit. I mean, every picture I've found of him, he's got a beard and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you have know. to go a few years ago before you find him without a beard. Yeah. Yeah, Kick-ass is, is the reference. I can't imagine Will Poulter, like, shouting at you. It's like, he's, he's like Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter films, where he's like, Potter. You know, it's like that kind of yes. bullying. It's not like... Really? I think my guy looks like a Biff. Yours is such an outsider. I've got to be honest, knowing I wouldn't have recognised Aaron Taylor-Johnson, but just in Prentice, Laura, you said, such an outsider, but remembering his character in 13 Reasons Why, yeah, 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 yeah. you've nailed what a bully is. Yeah, I was trying to look for some like b- modern bullies, but there, there isn't many. I, I found him, but there's barely any bully characters nowadays. And we talked about this when we did a demo of this. We were talking about Pretty Woman. And when I went away and tweeted about it, everybody was saying, I don't know any of these actresses you've said. And you've got to remember, before Back to the Future, you didn't know no, 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 who no. Biff was. Um, George Lorraine or Biff, I, I don't think you would have known who they were. No, and so you're not bringing any preconceptions to him by having yeah. just in Prentice. Do you want to have a quick vote around the room? I mean, I'm going to... Straight away, Naomi Colours to the mass. I'm going to say Justin Prentice. Um, As I can't vote for myself, I'm saying Will Poulter. I'll say Justin Prentice. Justin Prentice. Hey, it's three. I mean, that's probably the biggest vote we've had yet straight off the bat. So Justin Prentice gets the part of Biff Tannen. Justin, the bully from 13 Reasons Why, is uh, the bully from Back to the Future. Laura, are you back in the room? Yes. <laughs> Fancy Reboot Podcast. So we're about midway through the podcast out. Well done you if you've made it this far. And remember, you can get in touch with us at Fantasy Reboot on Twitter. You can email us fantasyreboot at gmail.com. The Twitter, crazy. We've got two followers now. Woohoo! Me and Roger. <laughs> Thanks to you guys for not following, by the way. I've been tagging you in everything we've been doing. Get on there, you can see what we're doing. We're going to move on to the next character. It's character number four. Dr. Emmett Brown is a mad professor character, a crazy inventor, often lost in a world of his own creating. That's the description there, played by Christopher Lloyd, of course. Did it brilliantly. And he's had memorable parts. He was very memorable in Taxi and things like that, but I think they could put it on his gravestone. Career-defining. Yeah, it he is. He is Doc. So, Laura... He still looks like Doc. He does, yeah, he does. But this is one of them where you think he could still he do could. it. But, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Leo's met him, of course, so he's I got first-hand experience. Comic con. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Uh, what Laura, did you say? What did you say? Did you, did you get a chance he, to speak no, to him? No, it was a Q&A session. I asked him what point in time he'd travel to. Right. He's never had that before, has he? <laughs> Now it's first time. He does this all the time. So I want to name, do a, a, name dropping. around the room where we all do a Doc Brown impression saying Marty. Leo. Marty! Oh, I can't beat that. Come on, Rog. Marty! That's Rubbish. <laughs> Marty! Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Marty! No. 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 Worse, I'll give it to Leo. I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> okay, come on in, guys. Crack on. It's uh, Laura's suggestion for Dr. Emmett Brown. 
this one I had so many for and ages so many different ages because he looked old when he did it even though he wasn't okay so anyway I have gone for Christoph Waltz Oh, okay. good, 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 good. Uh, Leo. Christoph Waltz. Double trouble. This is the first time we've had a double. Wow. I can't believe it. Ah, oh, that's... It's broke my heart because mine is awesome. I know, that's what I'm I thinking. hope me and you have got the same person. I don't think we will have. Who have you gone for? I've gone for it. I was thinking a modern Hollywood play. We'd have to change the name of the doc. Okay. Melissa McCarthy. Hey, that's a really good idea. I can see that. Yeah. Because in Ghostbusters, in the yeah. new Ghostbusters, she was brilliant. Yeah. She would totally fit the role. Yeah. Mine is Johnny Depp. Oh, it's so good. He was my. <laughs> he was I my love Johnny second Depp. choice. He was my second choice for Doc. I love Johnny Depp for this park, oh, part. Can I just throw a pop fact in there? Go on. Johnny Depp was considered for the role of Marty. Yeah, I knew that he'd read for it. And apparently the, the producer and director said they couldn't even remember him reading for it when they looked, ah. went, looked back. How do you have Johnny Depp read for a part? And this is not Johnny Depp now. This is peak Johnny Depp yeah, yeah, going yeah. to read yeah. mad. Okay, so the rule on Fantasy Reboot Podcast is if there is a majority vote without a discussion, they automatically win on the day. Yeah. So we've had two Christoph Waltz. Excellent. And that means Christoph Waltz has won. Let's have hand on heart now, guys. Looking at the board, Christoph Waltz, Melissa McCarthy, Johnny Depp for the part of Doc Brown. You guys both said, Christoph Waltz, could you see either of those two being better in that part? I had Johnny Depp down as one of my chosen ones. Okay. So, Leo, what do you think? I wouldn't say Melissa McCarthy because I've only ever seen her play herself. Scathing. Ooh. Mm. little bit of commode coming in there. <laughs> Go on, that's all right. So what about Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp can play anything. But this is the thing. If you think about what Doc Brown is, to me, he's slightly selfish. He's away with the fairies, single-minded, focused. Johnny Depp has played that character without playing that character in everything. Willy Wonka, Edward Scissorhands. I mean, he is a cookie cutter for playing that part for me. My other suggestion for it, just because of character, was going to be Russell Brand. And you know why I didn't say it? Because he annoys everybody on earth. And, we'd and I wouldn't no. win. I'm a Russell Brand apologist. I absolutely love Russell Brand. I love everything he does, but I think he could have brought something to that part to be the eccentric. Because when you think Mad Professor, you normally think British. And I had him, I wrote it down, and then I thought, hold on. Russell Brand is basically... The bastard child of Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? yeah, yeah. So so that's why I went for Johnny Depp. And I've got hand on heart, I've got to say, I think he... Well, I went back and watched um, Christoph Waltz in Django Unchained. Yeah. And I literally, I had Johnny Depp, Jeff Goldblum and Christoph Waltz. I kept looking at them. I kept, and I, I even watched some videos. I... And I think Johnny Depp's not quite got the... I, I love Johnny Depp, but he's not... He's not got the friendliest of faces. And I think the same of, of Christoph Waltz. I think he's brilliant. One of my favourite actors. So good. But Doc, man, I, I just love that character because I wanted to spend time with him. And I, and what, what I like about Christoph Waltz is that he plays quite harsh, like difficult people. In, in I, I a, think in, in a, Django, he's like... 
what's his name? He's Django's best friend. He's he? compassionate. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely and funny, compassionate. And funny. Can totally ham it up. And yeah, yeah. He, he he's eccentric. But is he gonna? He's eccentric. But is he mad? Like mad scientist? Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what. And he's I German. Wide eyed. I think he's too cool. Yeah, that's, I genuinely that's, think that's it's too cool. And I think I, the other two, Johnny Depp and Melissa McCarthy, and off, off the board, if I had to pick a winner, I'd pick Melissa McCarthy. And I loved my uh, suggestion for Johnny Depp. But I went through, so I, I thought my four in order were Jim Carrey, I went with straight away. Yeah. See that? Yeah. Then I thought Jack Black. Then mm. I went Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and I was like, see Eddie Murphy doing it. What would Hollywood? How would Hollywood do it? I was thinking about those three. Who would Hollywood pick? And then I went, no, Hollywood nowadays would pick Melissa McCarthy. I'm, yeah. I'm almost yeah, sure. Yeah, I see what you mean. And they'd shortlist her anyway. I think. Yeah, I'm sure they they would pick her, but I don't know if I'd want her to be picked just because she's Melissa McCarthy, and I've never like Johnny Depp is whatever part he is, like he bec- he becomes what he is. But I've never seen Melissa McCarthy outside herself, and. Johnny Depp, I know he's older than people think he is, but he's still quite got that young face. And I know that can be changed with... But Christopher Lloyd was a lot younger than he was yeah. playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and again, I don't... When we do the age thing, I think we have to discount it in a way because... But, but, he, but I think the thing about Doc was he felt like your wacky granddad. And I, and I don't think Johnny Depp's granddad, he's, he's your wacky dad. So, whereas Christoph Waltz can play wacky granddad. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a bit unnerving if... A young boy and Johnny Depp were hanging out, but Christoph Waltz is friendly. <laughs> I mean, you never look at that aspect of it. I mean, I think that's you a different no, you don't. Yeah, that's because it doesn't even cross your mind. No, but that's because when you're watching it, the original. Christopher Lloyd's so good at it that you don't. Mm. It's, he's you don't think about it in a weird way. He's, yeah, I've never thought about Emmett Brown being a pervert before, Leo. So it's ruined, ruined a great film. film. <laughs> Thanks, mate. But I Thanks want, for I coming. Want, I wanted Christoph Waltz to be my granddad after Django Unchained. I just... Did you? Oh, gosh. I thought he was amazing in that. Okay, so to sum it up, it was a great discussion. I'm glad we've all had a say, but it's uh, neither here nor there because Christoph Waltz is being cast on Fantasy Reboot as Dr. Emmett Brown. Well done, Leo and Laura. Thank you. Fantasy Reboot Podcast. A lot of talk going into Marty McFly's casting on Fantasy Reboot. And uh, let's do it. Marty McFly is a skateboarding, guitar-playing teenager. He's got a girlfriend, but isn't really one of the cool kids. He's the one who goes back in time. There you go. Short and sweet description of Marty McFly. Iconic. Michael J. Fox totally made it his own... But we are recasting. That's the job of the podcast. So we're going to do around the room. Leo. Tom Holland. Roger. Tom Holland. Double trouble. I've gone for Tom Holland. Triple whammy. I've gone for Tom Holland. <laughs> it's the Really? <laughs> Finish the pod. We're done. Hey. Roger. Roger, now look at. Right. Look at Taron Edgerton. Edgerton and look at Tom Holland. They both had the same eyes. They would have been perfect as dad and son. When I came to this decision and it didn't hit me, it didn't come to me because we've been thinking about this for the last few days. When it came to me, I just thought there is absolutely nobody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is, I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he looks younger. He's born 1996. So he can so play the youngest young. out of the cast yeah. that we've said. He's, he's still Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. Yeah. And Ma- Marty got- is spi- is the yeah. non-comic book Spider-Man. You've got to remember as well that Marty McFly is the only one who doesn't change age through this film. Yep. So 
he doesn't have to look younger. He doesn't have to look older. He just has to look like a Hollywood teenager, which to everybody else is a 25-year-old. Yeah. And that's exactly what he looks like. What you've just said about Spider-Man is bang on. He's playing Marty McFly in Lycra. Uh, He's a nerd. Um, Peter Parker is Marty McFly. Yeah. Misfit, wants to be included, can skateboard, can play the guitar, does it to himself at the moment, wants other people to see that he can do it. We watched him in... um the Devil of All Time, is it? Devil All the Time. De- the Devil, the all, devil the time. all the Time. Which we've all watched. Yeah. Which I, until then, I wasn't totally sold on Tom Were Adams. you not? No, no. I, I I don't know. Maybe I find him a bit wet, but that that totally... Oh, he's tough in I that. I thought he was yeah. brilliant in that, so... Yeah, that's a, he's totally showing a different side to him. Yeah. But um, he's the modern heartthrob. Our daughter. Yeah, she's the he's the one. She doesn't talk about many other people, but if, if he's in something, she wants to know about it. Yeah, and in the case of Michael J. Fox... He was the heartthrob for the girls and lads wanted to be him. And I think Tom Holland's like that now. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, exactly the same thing. And also, I think this is the political... I know you could say this back then, but now you have to use the politically correct term. Tom Holland is also a short arse. And Marty McFly yes. uh, yeah. was a short arse. Yeah. Another pop fact... Doc's stoop, he's got like a, part of his character is that he's got like a stooped shoulder. That was simply because he's six foot four and Michael J. Fox (laughs) is is five foot, five four or five, five five, I think. So to get them both in shot, they just gave Doc a stoop. So that characteristic Ah. is because physically Marty is (laughs) a short ass. You wouldn't have had to do that with uh, Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) Or Melissa McCarthy. (laughs) She'd have been spot on. (laughs) I've seen a deep fake, you know, where they put like the actor's face over of oh, Tom Holland right. on the Molly McFly. He's so perfect for it. Oh wow! Can I ask you a question, yeah. Leo? Were you googling deep fake to find that, or were you googling a different kind of deep fake and that came up? I actually, I actually did Google who could play Marty McFly, and I thought that question would have already been out there. I couldn't find. The obvious answer. Like, like, I thought oh. there would be suggestions, but there wasn't. Tom Holland could play so many 80s. He could play Ferris Bueller. He could, play... <laughs> he could yeah. Right, we might do that one. Oh, so don't... Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, um, also, the parallels are quite remarkable. You know, yeah. like there's the whole science and physics part of this, yeah. of, of, of Back to the Future. And Spider-Man's all about, you know, uh, science and harnessing nature and man with nature, man against nature. It's just, it's unbelievable how much of a parallel there is. Yes. He's the only person I'd be happy replacing Michael J. Fox. We haven't written it on the board that <laughs> Tom Holland got picked four times. I think that's amazing. Yeah, maybe you should write it on, actually, <laughs> just so we can get a photograph for it for posterity. Yeah. Fancy Reboot Podcast. Right, oh, guys, fantastic episode. Some great decisions made there. So the cast we've got, George McFly, Nicholas Holt, my choice. Uh, Lorraine McFly, Marty's mum. Elle Fanning, which is Roger's choice. We've got Biff, the bully Biff Tannen. Justin Prentice, which is Laura's choice. And then uh, Doc Brown was Christoph Waltz, which was chosen by Laura and Leo. So I think, Laura, you might be edging a lead here. And we all chose Tom Holland. So, Laura, you have won. Three points. Three out of five. So well done, you. Thank you. I'm and you started off like a little Mardi arse at first, too, didn't you? Because <laughs> yeah, I feel like you guys just do you don't not get like me. Emma Watson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Emma Watson could do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the end of the podcast, and uh, we have to ask the question we always ask. 
Could Dwayne The Rock Johnson be Marty McFly? Could he be the lead in this film? Round the room, Laura. Nope. Nope, but he could be Biff. <gasps> Good call. I'd like to see him as Doc, but I don't think he's Marty. I'd like to see him as Lorraine. <laughs> 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 Leo, can you Google deep fake Lorraine McFly, The Rock? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for coming along. Thanks for arguing. Thanks for making the decisions. We'll get it up online. And next week, we'll let you know if the public agreed with our choices. That is Fantasy Reboot Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Fantasy Reboot Podcast with Simon Smedley, Laura Smedley, Roger Pryor and Leo Kirby. Editing and production by Simon Smedley and Roger Pryor and music by Simon Smedley. Email us at fantasyreboot at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Reboot for all the latest news, information on where you can get involved and regular votes so you can have your say on our choices and add your own. Have a great week, watch some films and fantasise, but not too much. Marty! 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 Marty!